0: Trotz Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness
1: Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz.
0: Kia Very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trotz Talk. Yes, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Hope your Sunday is going well in the Canterbury region not going so well if you're a thoroughbred fan. Unfortunately, abandoned today. The meeting at Ashburton. We do have harness racing action, though, coming to us from Invercargill. First there at five minutes to one, hoping to get hold of Nathan Williamson to chat about his chances. Big book of rides uh, there, drives rather, after we talked about Ashburton. Uh very big book there for him. Kirsten Green has a decent book as well. Looking forward to talking to her about her chance, including one that's been a big shortener that she's not driving. Blair Orange is driving betting sensation, which goes around in race number three. Uh, we'll catch up with John Dickey, trainer of Old Town Road, currently third favourite in the IRT New Zealand Cup, which is getting pretty close, Tuesday week. So very close uh, to the big dance, the $750,000 IRT New Zealand Cup, on a different path, but in the same race as BD Joe. He hasn't raced, or by the time he gets to the Cup, for about six weeks. Not the normal preparation, but he'll be at the Cup trial on Wednesday. We'll talk to his co-trainer in Amanda Telfer. Hoping to catch up with Paul Nairn, who won the SENZ Trotting Championship at Addington Raceway. The trotting stakes for the two-year-olds with Him Up, who he is the majority shareholder in as well. So, big night for P Nairn. I want to talk to him about Confessional, who got beaten the second time in this campaign but uh, raced very well against the older horses so we'll talk to him and we'll wrap it all up with Matt Peden to talk about the odds and sods for today and also building in to the massive week at Addington but it was uh, Alaba Kaikoura Cup Day on Monday let's take in the concluding stages and then talk to one of the place getters about how he went in it and how he thinks he'll go in about nine days time.
1: Self assured, pushed off the track and hitting the rest as Mosdale Ben, but the top dog turns for home. It's Akuta leading at a length on Kango, coming on wider as Old Town Road. Akuta a length to Old Town Road. Krug the far side, but he's finding Akuta. He's two lengths clear from Old Town Road and Krug. It's Akuta's Kai Cup. Akuta by two and a half beat Old Town Road and Krug. Third across. Was...
0: So the favourite for the IRT New Zealand Cup, Akuta taking it out but going a mighty race in second place was old town road the northern raider who is in christchurch and ready to go i am sure to the cup trial on wednesday and then the cup six days later trained by john dickey who also part owns morning to you dixie Hey, you it, greg Excellent, thanks, mate. Thanks for taking the time out uh, for us this morning. Listening to that Alabar Kaikoura Cup from Monday, I know you didn't win the race, but you had a decent smile on your face.
2: Yeah, um, I thought, um, initially I thought, oh, maybe um, Mark's was just way too good, but having said that, I, I, I've analysed the Greg, and um, uh, with with the sort of government's of the track and being sort of going to to go through wide on the bend and wins... Zachary thought when he pulled out, he was half a chance, but um, Olivier's sort of let Mark tours go at the same time, and he, he probably didn't make any ground, but he probably didn't lose any ground, Greg, you know. So, um, no, still very pleased, very pleased.
0: All right. The trip to Kaikoura and a race means your guy would have come on quite a lot, but you're still going to the Cup trial on Wednesday, and that was always the plan.
2: Yes, it was, Greg, and... um um, I'm not saying he was short of a run at Kaikoura because he wasn't, but he just needed the racing, and um, and it proved to be he had a quick blow, but he recovered really well, um, and uh, definitely needs the cup trial on Wednesday, Greg. He won't have a um, two taxing trial on Wednesday, albeit, but um, I think coming out of there, I think um, he's as good as I can possibly get him um, come second Tuesday November, Greg.
0: So you've been happy with him since Kaikoura? Has he? Has he? lightened up at all to your eye i mean you know him so well the horse you call alan i've got to ask you where did alan come from
2: um yeah well he was actually broken in in southland he was bred in southland as you know and um alan beck broke him in so we had to find a name for him so so that's it <laughs> <he met> <laughs> yeah yeah ah, nice um and yeah and the condition he like he is a, he is a type of horse that always carries a bit of condition, greg but Having said that, I even looked at him in the birdcage at Kaikura. I know you're a bit porky. But since then, he has trimmed up a wee bit. And um, I took his cover off this morning. um, I actually think I saw a rib. I'm not sure. I think it was a rib. Right. So it was good. Yeah, it was good to see. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of course, bred by uh, Ben and Karen Calder, uh, long-time clients of yours and and raced by yourself and your son, Joshua, in the news uh, coming out officially that he and uh, his partner Sammy Kilgour are coming back to New Zealand, um, I, I, I'm not going to say that it didn't work out over there, but gee, it's going to be good to have him back. He's such a talent, John.
2: Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right, Greg. And he, um, so Sammy and Josh enjoyed it over there, um, but he, he really he loves driving, Greg, as you know, and he just really wanted to break in that every day driving um, with they race every day of the week but this wasn't to me he gets the odd drive here and there but um i think coming back to where he's going to go it's a uh, common knowledge he's going to stonewall now and they've got a big operation and, and they're good people to work for i think you'll find that um josh will be up somewhere near the premiership uh, in a few years time greg
0: yep as he was before he went away so the day the second tuesday in november You'll be uh, alongside him watching your charge, along with the quarters who have had a lifetime in racing. Uh, I know you experienced it last year, and he went great. He finished in the top half dozen, he went terrific in the free-for-all, but he's a different horse now, John, isn't
2: he? Yes, mentally he is, um, Greg, and um, he, is, he is that type of horse, he's a um, how would you call it? He's, he's like a bit of a juvenile mind when last year, and he was just learning the ropes, but now he's he's pretty seasoned, Greg, and um, he's certainly we can just tell by his everyday um, manner that he, he's just more mature, and um, I think it'll be i think he'd be a better horse this year than, than certainly last year, that's for sure.
0: Dixie, what needs to happen for him to win, and who do you fear? Well, he, he needs a couple of things, Greg, because to be perfectly honest, is, um,
2: Mark's horse is, is going amazing, as we all know. Um, but the Aussie horse coming over, in my mind, will actually only help us, hopefully, that um, the, the, he needs a strong pace the whole way you know like the whole way he needs a real like break the New Zealand record so to speak so if he gets he, and he's not far off and turn for home and he's right on the day he, he can may get over the top of him. who knows I don't know but that's what I've been hoping for Greg you know and um, and looking at the Aussie horse the way he races too um, he's quite dour I'm hoping that he he makes an honest race and um, and just we can get one, one crack at him yeah
0: Important day on Wednesday, probably more so for the Swayze camp who you're talking about there, the Aussie Raider and a Cooter, than necessarily your horse when it comes to the barrier draw. What, what, what would be ideal? I mean, hey, you've got a 66% chance of drawing the front row. Um, if if you had to pick a barrier, uh, what? Just give us a a bit of a parameter. I'm not asking you to say, well, I want this number, but what would be ideal?
2: Yeah, um, probably two or three, Greg, I think. You know, um, you you want to be off the marker line so you get a crack at him, you know what I mean? There's a chance he could get, you know, locked in. And I think, and and if he can sort of settle, you know, three back, four back the outside without doing too much work, ideally that's where I'd like to be. Um, um, He's he's good from a stand, but he wouldn't say he's he's the quickest out, Greg. So, yeah, probably off the front line somewhere, Greg. Last year we drew one from the outside, and and, and unfortunately we drew out... Outside copy that, he began like a bullet, actually, but copy that began a bit better than us, and he was never going to hand, so Zach had to fall back to last. So, yeah, so I think in, in, inside inside six probably, Greg, would be ideal, I think.
0: All right. We wish you well with that on Wednesday. We'll catch up with you at the trials. I'd really appreciate you coming on this morning.
2: Okay, Greg, thank you very much.
0: That's John Dickey, and uh, he has a bona fide chance in the IRT New Zealand Cup with Old Town Road who's only lightly tried but she's made such an impression. Now about to catch up with the co-trainer of BD Joe in Amanda Telfer. Mandy morning to you. Morning Greg. Thanks so much for taking your time out uh, to have a chat to us about a horse that's on an unusual path to an IRT New Zealand Cup but um, sometimes circumstances mean that's what has to happen.
3: Yeah, look, it's 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 not ideal, but um, he's a horse that goes well fresh, and, um, yeah, we'll head to the Cup Trolls now with him, and, yeah. All
0: right, what has been the problem, and I know it was only minor, but just so the listeners can get an understanding of why we haven't seen BD Joe since he ran third at Addington behind a cooter in the middle of last month?
3: Uh, look, he just had a bit of fluid um, in the tendon sheath, Um there was no, there's no damage, and there was no damage, but it was just fluid we couldn't get rid of. Um, yeah, so we've been working on that, and it's come good. And, um, yeah, no, he's he's really good now. We took him to Rangiora um, uh, yesterday, actually, uh, him and a few of the other teams, and, yeah, gave him a workout with his express, and, yeah, very happy with him.
0: It's an unusual prep, OK? So he won the New Brighton Cup first up, and then he had that... Uh, Gallop in his second start when Terry Schmeel drove him. That was in the Group 2, of course, the Canterbury Classic. And then he's gone a very nice race behind Akuta. In your own mind, compared to when BD Joe's been at his absolute peak, when he beat Krug in the Harness Duels, and when he's been in front and been bold and, and been dominant, because that's the way he can race, do you believe you can have him at his absolute peak in nine days' time?
3: We do. Um, he's always been a horse that goes better fresh than with um, continuous racing. I think last year before the Cup, he was, um, he raced at Ash Burton and then didn't race till the Cup. Um, you know, he's had, yeah, he, he's just a horse that does go better fresh and you can get him pretty right at home.
0: Right. Well, we'll see on Wednesday what sort of condition he turns up in. I'm not suggesting for one minute that you guys won't have him ready, and there's no way you would line up a horse that's been so good to you unless you believed physically in and health and, and in his health that uh, he was bang on. One horse that won't be in the cup, where will we see her now? You just mentioned her before, Artie's Express. Yeah, look, she, um, she
3: went very well yesterday. The boys were really happy with her, and she'll... Um, she will actually go to the free for all on show day.
0: Right, that seemed to be the only other pathway that you could have after unfortunately you don't get that opportunity to start in the Mayor's only race but she's a genuine open class mare, isn't she?
3: Yeah, look she is. Um yeah, we didn't uh, get the chance to go where we wanted, but that's fine. We'll just um we'll just reassess it and like um she's not a horse that you could go the junior free for all into that uh, free for all on show day, so so we'll just go straight into the free-for-all on show day and, um, yeah. She'll go yeah, to well, I think, I, I think that's
0: crazy. exciting. I really think that's exciting for the race because she'll add another dimension to it uh, as well. What What's the plan with her? Um, I imagine the Group 1 at Auckland is the next thing on the radar? Yeah, it is. Um, with, um, she'll
3: head there sort of, um, not straight away, but she'll she'll head up north at some stage, and, um, yeah, that'll be her next target after, after show day.
0: All right, your star three-year-old Ahoka Connor resumed on Friday night, six from six going into it. Um, it was never going to be an easy task. I, I spoke to you about that, and, and you guys were very happy with him, but you can't beat that race day fitness. What did you make of his run, and where does he go next?
3: Yeah, look, you you can't beat the race day fitness. It was just a just um, he was quite unlucky on the on the run he had when Tim moved. They were sort of sort of going pretty quick. So look, he had a good blow after the race, and he'll he'll come on well from that, and he'll also go to show day.
0: All right, we'll get to see him then as he makes his path towards the Garrards Derby. What other stable talk can you give me? Because I don't want to start listing these horses because it's ridiculous—the fillies, the boys. Um, What's the one horse that you, Steve, both Steves, everyone there, Jill, are looking forward to lining up Cup Week? Um,
3: Look, we're. Well, I am. I'm I'm sort of excited for the three um, three three-year-old fillies to take on Millwood Nike and Mantra Blue. Um, It should be a beauty of a race, and yeah, our fillies are are going quite well, and yeah, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, look, um, we got to see Millwood Nike bounce off that uh, scratching that she had at Ashburton by winning at the trials and beating Don't Stop Dreaming. You can go to HRNZ and, and check that out, but... It's, it's going to be a cracking contest, isn't it, Mandy? Because not only do you have Mantra Blue and Millwood Nike, but your fillies are no slouches, are they? And, and the barrier draw around uh, what's going to unfold during Cup Week, it, it's it's going to be almost as intriguing as the race. You've got Artie by the seaside, of course. Sweet Diamond, who I know you've got a long to- a lot of time for. Uh, Kalua Flyby. It's going to be a good, good contra- uh, a contest, isn't it?
3: It is, um, like you said, draws. Draws will probably be pretty important in the race. Um, if we can get a handy draw with, uh, with a couple of them, it, um, it, yeah, it might be an interesting race.
0: All right, we look forward to Cup Week, as I'm sure you, are. Amanda. Thanks for your time this morning. Um, good luck getting BD Joe to. Another start in the IRT New Zealand Cup. Good luck with the barrier draw. You did much luck last year. Your name was last out, and you got the widest second-row draw. I reckon you're overdue. A little bit of luck in that department.
3: Steve reckons he could come down because he's due for a draw, he reckons, but we'll just leave uh.
0: him up in all and we'll have a go <laughs> Have a crack at it yourself. Good. How many have you got going to the trials, Mandy? Um, i just
3: done the trial nominations. So I think it's about
0: eight. Okay cool so it's going to be a big day for you guys on Wednesday thanks again for your time this morning yep.
3: no worries Greg thank you
0: that's Amanda Telfer trains with her brother Steve they train for the Stonewall team and they'll be in for a big cup week I am sure of that short break for us on the other side it is the southern man or southern people's section as it will be today
4: I'm a southern man and I- I got the in my blood, and I'm going to be
0: here till I'm dead and well dead. Yes, it is the Southern Man segment, and there's very few in the sport of harness racing that are more affiliated with that song than this man, Nathan Williamson, who's joined us on what's going to be a busy day ahead. Uh, morning to you, Nate. Yeah, morning, Greg. First of all, how's the health because you had to uh, relinquish your drive on uh, on Friday night because you weren't a hundred percent. Have you bounced off that?
5: Yeah, no, I was come down real well there had at, at the races on Friday night, but no, I seemed to um, had a had a day in bed yesterday and sort of uh, recharge the batteries and uh, you know good to go today, Greg, so no I'm uh, feeling a lot better.
0: Before we get into today, we are nine days out from the IRT New Zealand Cup and. You have a charge in it that's had an unusual preparation. We've just talked to John Dickey about Old Town Road. Just talked to Mandy Telfer about BD Joe. You're a bit similar with Pembroke Playboy. It's not the traditional build-up.
5: No, certainly um, makes it a wee bit difficult sometimes. Greg, with um, you know being down here, just to, you know he's got to um, either base ourselves in Christchurch for the for the duration or um, do a lot of travelling and. Um, Look, he's just been a little bit behind the eight ball with his coat this year and just with a few things. And, um, yeah, a couple of the trips were sort of, um, I wouldn't say knocking them around, but he certainly wasn't bouncing through them that well. So we've just decided to space him a little bit, and he sort of had two or three weeks between all his runs. Um, yeah, I am a lot happier with him this um, side of Ashburton than I was perhaps um, in between uh, Addington and Ashburton. So I think he's on the upward trajectory. I just, uh, yeah, have to get him there at his best
0: in nine days. All right, we wish you all the very best with that, starting with the barrier draw on Wednesday. Let's get into your chances at Ascot today because, yeah, you have multiple chances. So that's why we've got you on, Nathan, to get your insight. Uh, Jacob Alis in the first, thought a pretty handy effort first up.
5: Yeah, he went a really good race first up. I think um, a bit of bit of a surprise for the camp he sort of uh yeah his trials and workouts were only fair but um Brett had him ready to rumble on race day and he raced a really good race first up um he's probably not the full package yet and he looks like he's got a couple of wee tricks to him um I have driven the horse at the at the workouts and he he didn't trot altogether smooth that day so he's probably a little bit of a risk from the one draw but um he's talented enough to feature with a with a bit of luck if he you know produces a mistake free round but Look, he's, yeah, he's probably take on trust a little bit.
0: All right, smart I am in race number two for B. Shirley.
5: Yeah, look, he's been racing well. Um, yeah, and he's certainly not out of this. This is probably a step back in company for him. Um, I just thought there's a couple in there that, uh, you know, look hard to beat with good draws, but he's he's definitely an each-way chart.
0: Good race, race three. You had uh, the better of betting sensation when you last clashed. But she's got the advantage of the draw and support. $2.50 into Two fifty into $2.00, you getting a slight drift out to $2.80. It's going to be a very, very good tactical battle, the three-year-old fillies race.
5: Yeah, that's right. No, it will be a tactical race. Um, yeah, she's a nice filly, this filly of mine. And as you say, um, we did beat betting Sensation last start. Um, just, yeah, small field and just what the tactics will be. Um, it could play a part. I am quite looking forward to driving this filly Um, With one run at them, I think she will be better suited to to coming off a helmet and sort of um, coming at them. She has got quite high speed, so um, she's been left sort of a sitting duck her first two runs and sort of battled on gamely. But I think um, the addition of sliding blinds and hopefully, um, you know, we can get a a bit of a helmet to follow this week, we should be, um, you know, it should be pretty hard to beat again, I think. Um, Yeah, look, obviously pretty even lot, but I do think she's probably the one to
0: beat. All right, she's very fast. I'm looking forward to seeing that. What about Grub Screw? Pretty good effort by him, first up.
5: Yeah, he went a good wee race. Um, look, he's yeah, he's an honest wee customer. Um, yeah, just, just what you see is what you get with him. He's, um, yeah, no, no sort of faults to him. He'll produce an honest race. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a lovely wee pacer, and he's got a good wee turn of speed to him. So he's probably, um, you know, as most of them when they're in their career off, best driven for a sort of... Uh, one sort of lick at them but um you know he's got a wee bit of gate speed too so if we had to use that to get a position we might have to it just just depend on what happens early but um he's an each way shot
0: all right what about franco huntington and jenny gump uh they're both in the market the old bloke franco huntington about 450 jenny gump about three dollars from a handy draw
5: yeah old huntington he's um yeah he's been going good races sort of getting shuffled back a little bit and running on um, he's drawn the ace. It's just whether he can use it, whether he's, you know, those old legs can get out of the mobile quick enough to, to use his draw. But if he if he landed the lead, um, look, I've I've been in races with him before, uh, maybe a few years ago now, but, it, um, you know, he's a very hard horse to get past. He sort of keeps keeps chugging on. So um, if he could end up, um, you know, in, in or near the lead, um, you know, it gives him a good shot. And Jenny Gump, much the same. She's got good gate speed and she was probably... Um, pretty unlucky not to win last start she got a flat tire at the 400 and she was parked throughout and sort of a game run to run second so yeah they're both good each way chances
0: all right jimmy carter is off the back mark but he's in great form and he's a dollar 65 his record at invercargill probably should be better but he does look to have the wood on most of these even from that mark
5: yeah that's right look he is the class horse of the field um just yeah, just, just if he produces a, a clear round, um you'd have to say he's the one to beat Three, um, just yeah, it just depends, um, Jimmy on his day. can be can be a bit of a handful at times, but he's um look yeah, he's, he's been trotting really good of late and he sort of uh you know, seems to be um producing um, you know, more consistent, solid performances lately. So, um you'd have to say if he does everything right, um, you know, he
4: looks hard to beat on paper.
0: All right, and you've got Mr Cashman and Rise Up and Dance. Uh, you're trying to drive in the last couple of races. Both on paper look very hard to beat. Although, Mr Cashman, it is a step up for sure.
5: Yeah, a bit of a step up in grade, although I suppose he did beat Advanced Party last start. So it was probably a career-best performance, and I do think he's in a good, good space at the moment. He's just, um, look, like he was a horse, um, you know, 12, 18 months ago. He ended up... Um, he was having a couple of problems um, with his breathing and he's had a wind operation and it's just taken him a little while to sort of regain his best form. But we do think he's starting to step up, um, but it is a strong field. So i like to think he's a top three, top four hope. Um, and I've actually, um, pulled, uh, rise up and dance out. We're just, um, yeah, just, I wasn't happy with his track work and we just decided to err on the side of caution and have a few tests done and hoping to, um, take him to the cup meeting. So, uh, Let's hope there's nothing uh, serious wrong with him and we can get him bounced back for, uh, you know, 10 days' time.
0: Day bound or is he south of the Waitaki bound?
5: Um, look, we'll, we'll nominate for both and just weigh it up and I suppose um, it'll just depend. Look, I, I do think there's a there's a suitable race for him on Cup Day and, and look, the south of Waitaki is the option for show day. So it'll just depend. Um, maybe both. We'll just see, you know, we'll just see see how he pulls through um as i say i was a wee bit concerned with his work on friday just wasn't up to his usual high standard. so um yeah we're just hearing on the side of caution he may have just been having an off day but um look um yeah we just yeah we think a bit of him so we don't want to certainly uh risk him to um you know for for no reason
0: all right when you're $1. sixty-five in the driver's challenge it's probably a challenge to narrow it down to who's your best but for the SENZ listeners uh, nathan who is your best today
5: yeah, I probably, look, I couldn't probably take it out or Jimmy Carter. Probably lean towards take it out. I think she's, um, she's probably quite a good bet. I know Betting Sensation and, um, you know, a couple of others, um, Amber Hoffman's horse and um, also um, Kirsten's other horse. They're, not, they're nice enough horses, but I do think she's um, quite a quality filly and I think she can round them up, so probably lean to her.
0: All right, really appreciate your time, uh, Nathan. Good to hear your health back on track and looking forward to watching you this afternoon but uh, also looking forward to you being part of Cup Week again, mate. Really appreciate it this morning. No,
5: thanks very much, Greg. Appreciate it.
0: All right, that is uh, Nathan Williamson. I think we're struggling to get a hold of Kirsten uh, who has a decent number of chances in today. Ah, she's joined us now. Morning to you, Kirsten. Good
6: morning, Greg. How are you?
0: Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Hope you're going well. You've got uh, a number of chances in today. I won't hold you too long. Just talk to Nathan about the uh, race, race number three betting sensation and uh, of course your other charge. You've got two in it. uh, Carrera Sunset taking on Take It Out. How do you assess that race and how are your two girls?
6: Yeah, obviously Take It Out's a very nice filly um, so she could be tough to beat but um, betting sensation's been pretty close to her and she actually sort of spooked a bit at the line last time out, so I think she could have got a wee bit closer with a bit of luck, so um, yeah, she'll find go another good race, and Carrera Sunset, still a lot of ability but it's just her first run back, it's just taken us a wee while to get her back to where she was, so if she's hitting the line strong in, in the first three, I'll be really pleased with her today.
0: Alright, you got the favourite in the first as well, Frosty Girl uh, been backed in as well uh, you're expecting this daughter of Royal Aspirations to continue Uh, to improve, because she looks like she's got some ability. Yeah, she's got
6: a bit of speed, and um, yeah, she's doing everything right, she just hasn't had much luck in the trip the other day, and run on strongly, so yeah, she's real close to getting her first win, so hopefully
0: it is today. The early part of the programme, you've got, gee, just about the favourite in each race, Darren's the favourite in race number four, and the son of terror to love hasn't had much uh, luck, particularly barrier draw-wise, but... Draws up in the middle this time. What are you expecting today?
6: Yeah, he's probably a false favourite, really. He's, um, he, goes, he goes a good race all the time, but he's a lazy little bugger. He's actually quite hard to drive, so uh, he can sort of knock off a bit. But, um, yeah, awkwardly drawn. It's just going to be a wee bit tricky, but I, I think he'd definitely be in three, but I, I couldn't have him as an outright, one, you know, one shot.
0: What's the best chance out of Insarcha Twist, Hit the Lights, and Sally Lindetti? They're all about the same sort of uh, price, just into double figures. What would be the best of those three?
6: Um, Well, I only share in Hit the Lights. (laughs) I'd I'd like to say her, but she's drawn terribly. Um, I'd have to say Sally. She's uh, for a place. She's been trotting home really well. If I'm her away a bit better today and land handy, Um, she's definitely a top three chance. Obviously, Phil's one pretty good horse so um yeah we'll have to be
0: on our, our best behavior but no she's going really well yep she certainly is placed in all four runs this time in and what about arnie uh, in a good race isn't it the uh, christmas breakup the 22nd of december you can ring if you want to be part of that uh what about arnie great running behind hazer in the tuapika cup and comes up with the right barrier draw uh, you'll be hopeful today i'm thinking
6: yeah, he's a good chance. He's just such a—he um, can do a little bit out of the gate. He's got high speed, but um, once again, this race is so even. There's about four or five in it. With the right runs, I think could win it. So, yeah, while you think it, we've got the nice draw and it—it it could be an easy kill. I, I don't think it will be. Um, Jeremy's Douglas's horse is a very good horse. Um, Robin's Playboy on even marks with him, and, and my other horse—he's a nice—he's a tidy wheat horse too. So. Yeah, I think it could be a tricky tactical race actually.
0: Yeah, can you split your two on ability? What about Arnie and He's a Meister?
6: I always rated Arnie ahead of He's a Meister, but He's a is just sort of continuing to develop and he's actually got quite tough now where he can sort of do a wee bit and doesn't want doesn't mind if he has to sit it out and he and he always sort of finishes off. So yeah, I, I can't really split them at the moment to be
0: honest. All right, what about the Cup Carnival? Um I overheard a conversation from a bloke who sits close to me at Addington, uh, that you might be coming north with some charges. Is that still on the radar?
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to head up um, tomorrow, actually, with some of these guys, depending on how they race today, and um, just come up for a couple of weeks. I've got a, a nice young trotter of um, Tom's, actually a brother to Smokin' Vander, that's I just want to take along for a trip to help him grow up. So he's going to go to the Trolls at Eastern on Wednesday um, along with another one. And, yeah, so
0: we've got a few to come and have a crack. Righto. What's going to be the one that you think can perform at the highest level? What's the one for the SENZ listeners that they should look out for during Cup Week?
6: Um, I... I think Waddlebank Arnie in in the ratings race, I don't think he'll be able to place up there. Um, Just with the fact that he's got a lot of high speed, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he actually competes and I think he will follow the suit to Addington track and the Addington speed. So, yeah, I'm hoping that he can um, get a nice draw in one of those ratings races and, and do a job for us.
0: Good on you, Kirsten. You've got a busy day ahead. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Good luck. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's Kirsten Green with uh, a number of charges that she trains and she's driving. And, yeah, she's got that really good three-year-old Phillies race, race number three, where she has two chances in it. Carrera, Sunset She Drives and Betting Sensation. The country's leading Rainsman drives uh, Blair Orange. Taking on, take it out. That one goes at 147. Looking forward to that. Right, short break for us. On the other side, we're going to talk to one of the greats in the Trotting Gate. His name is Paul neen If you didn't catch up on the news, the thoroughbred action at Ashburton has been abandoned today. Fair bit of rain in the wider Canterbury region, as there was on Friday night. And the feature was the SENZ, New Zealand Trotting Stakes. Let's go to the concluding stages and then talk to the winning connections.
1: Two lengths clear, Princess Sadie, twenty-nine-five, third quarter. Off stride, lucky mum. It's hit him up for home. Two lengths away, Princess Sadie. The only danger. Five away, then to the Merck and Father Time. Hit him up, the leader, Princess Sadie. Two lengths away, then Father Time and the Merck. It's hit him up inside the hundred, holding sway here from Princess Sadie. Hit him up, the son of Waterloo Sunset. Gets the Group Three. Hit him up by two and a half. Beat Princess Sadie. Third across was the Merck. So a
0: very professional performance by a horse that's definitely improving with the experience uh, majority share ownership is with one PC Nairn Paul Nairn who uh, trains and drove, head him up on uh, Friday night and he joins us this morning on Trots Talk Morning to you Paul Morning Greg Thanks for taking your time out to uh, talk to us about this horse that just keeps on improving win number two in just a handful of starts and yeah, he did it like a pro on Friday night, didn't he?
4: Yes, yes, very pleased with his manners. Um, he's just a wee bit. Just walking around, that type of thing. Sort of, sort of found that he sort of, um, sort of relaxes a wee bit better once got, and, and And, yeah, and he's quite good in the running, so he's making progress, as you say, yeah.
0: Paul, well, it's been a good race to you, dating back to Special Branch before uh, the turn of the century, then Enthusiast and Hoops and one over to Moon. And Habibi Inter, of course, went on and uh, won the Dominion. Uh, I'm not suggesting that he's going to go on to great heights, but he just, when you look at him, he, l- he looks like a horse that's still got a bit of developing to do. Uh, he's,
4: he's reasonably tall. Horse, uh, Greg, but he's strong with it. Um, lovely gated horse. Um, yeah, so he's, he's got some good ingredients there. Seems to stay good too.
0: Well, you'll be looking forward to his next target, I imagine, which will be one of the old Jules races on the 10th of December. Is there much you'll do with him between now and then? Um.
4: Well, there, there is a chance he'll be sold, actually. Um, uh, but anyway, that remains to be seen. And it never, never sold until the past event and, and um, all those types of things. But, um, yes, that would be his next main target for sure if, um, if, if that doesn't come to fruition.
0: Yep. Uh, never sold Paul till the money's in the bank, as they as they say. Let's move from him to confessional what have you made of the two runs obviously Ashburton, very good what about friday night
4: uh, you see he's, he's got a good motor he's, he he you know, he's got a fair bit of but he um he's a fairly horse he, he, he's an wee horse he um like he can work very well on his own or in front um, he's just he, he coming from behind or or even in front, when he, when he sort of gets up to the other horses, he just doesn't really knuckle down like um, like you'd like to think he should. Um, but we're sort of hope, hopeful that'll come. He's maybe, still, green, but we would still we'd agree, But that would be yeah, just something that I'd like to get him to do a little bit better.
0: Uh, where do we see him next, Paul? What what's what's the plan with him? Will he race um, over the Cup oh, Carnival? Oh,
4: oh. Yes, yes. We'll look at the Cup Cup Week. Um, there's obviously some good races there for him. Um, he's a good doing horse. He's in, <clears throat> like he had a couple of runs. He would probably just look at him, you sort of think um, with, with these couple of runs under his belt. you would sort of think he'll improve a wee bit. It's just a wee bit on the fattest fat side out Friday, but yeah.
0: Paul, and it's an unusual situation for you because you normally got a free-for-all trotter uh, that's up the top of the markets and competing at the highest level. I'm going to ask you something that a little bit left field. What, what do you make of Muscle Mountain? And do you think the Dominion uh, is there for, for him to lose? Um, Bolt for Brilliance is obviously very, very good. Oscar Bonavina is very fast. Smoke and Bandar beat Bolt for Brilliance on Friday night from a trotting purist point of view. What do you make of this crop?
4: Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's um, Well, obviously Muscle Mountain's a very good horse um, You know, I, I think there's probably Just, yeah, there's a chance of a winning Um Obviously two mile And we'll come down what gets the run on the day and How it's done I thought Tony's horse for Bruce, was looked very good the other night. A slow race, um, he he got home pretty strongly, I thought, from this long handicap. Um, yeah, so there's yeah, I think the smoke of Mendel has gone a couple of real good races. Both, and like you say, Oscar Bonavina, just on his day, he's got sheer high speed with if, if he can just get the cover and the last go at them. So, yes, um, you know, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yep, it certainly is, Paul. Hey, thanks for, for checking in with us this morning. Uh, congratulations again. Like I said, it's been a good race to you in the past. And, um, yeah, this this horse, if he does stay here, great, uh, hit him up. But um, if he doesn't, it's certainly been a job well done so far. So uh, appreciate you coming on this morning.
4: Good as a go, Greg. Thanks very much.
0: All right, that's uh, Paul Nairn, Master Trotting Trainer and trainer of the feature, the SENZ Trotting Stakes. Uh, from Addington on Friday night, where his horse, Head Him Up, was simply too strong for them. All right, short break for us uh, on the other side. We'll catch up with Matt Peden, have a chat to him about uh, all things uh, harness racing in terms of the markets as we build towards the big week in Christchurch. In your home straight on uh, Trots Talk, Uh, if you're thinking into Dominion, id23.com.au, all of the details there. Out of Albion Park last night, what about the Trot race there? Nine out of the first ten, all expat Kiwis, including the winner, Surf Fahrenheit, beating Majestic Lavros and Majestic Harry. The feature race was the Bigger Johnny Sprint, won by Future Assured, beating Turn It Up, Blacks A Dance, won it last year, and Leap to Fame, who ended up four back on the fence, didn't have the Yule Star run when he won the Inters in 2001, but managed to get into fourth just ahead of Hot and Treacherous and I Cast No Shadow. Interesting. Interdominion, id23.com.au. Matt Peden's joined us. Uh, morning to you, Matt.
7: Morning, Gregory. Uh, great to be on
0: the show. Yep. Speaking of the Interdom, people can bet into that by going to tab.co.nz, bet responsibly but you do have markets out for both the Pacers series he's been beaten a few times now leap to fame 220 Swayze if he gets back there 450 rock and roll do seven dollars and in the trotting section the defending champion just believe 220 Queen Elida 350 Olivici four dollars what's been happening Matthew Friday night Addington Raceway how did the book balance there
7: it was a good night for the, for the book overall, I think, without seeing the final figures. It was a, a tricky night of racing with the conditions that we had in uh, in Christchurch, but plenty of good runs to dissect and just need to work out how or what sort of discount you give a couple of those runners that were back in the field that had to work around just given the way the track played on the night, I think.
0: IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup, Akuta $1.85, Swayze $3, Old Town Road $8.00. This market is starting to shake down. Once you get to Republican Party, who was beaten on Friday night by Beach Ball, who now effectively will be inside the top fifteen. There's a long tail to the field, though, Matthew. A number of runners, uh, fifty to one and beyond.
7: Yeah, that's right, Greg. It's it's fairly stable now, as you'd expect for a market that's been open for eight months. I think. there'd be no point for guessing. The only thing that's really going to change the market now is the barrier draw on Wednesday afternoon, but um, probably a couple to drop off from those longer shots that we've got in the market once the final field's declared. But at the moment, Akuta's where all the money's gone, plenty of multi-money that's gone through in the last week, particularly through Flemington yesterday, Addington on Friday night. But uh, the interesting thing, as we we all expect, is going to be which, uh, which of the two, Akuta or Swayze, draw better. And, Potentially, that may impact on
0: favouritism. Yeah, I think it'll have a big impact uh, come Wednesday afternoon. 12-1, to that uh, is an operation, that barrier draw. What did you make of Mantra Blue? She can't do any more. She's unbeaten in four, but she's got to take on Millwood Nike, who's unbeaten in 15.
7: Yeah, you can't do any more than uh, than when, like Mantra Blue has done, and Millwood Nike's done as well. So it's it's really difficult just trying to work out what her price is uh, for the level are at the moment. Pretty impressive on Friday night, as, as I touched on before, given the way that track played and the need to be right on speed, um, and to come from from where she did on the turn and and when as nicely as she did. Uh, it's going to be a couple of good clashes with Millwood Nike coming up in the next few months, I'd imagine. But she's I think four dollars at the moment and. Potentially could start a little bit shorter depending on the draw, but uh, she's going to add a little bit of extra interest, as we'd expect uh, when we get to some of those Phillies features for the three-year-olds.
0: Gee, there's some good races coming up. Woodland Stud Sire Stakes final, Chase a Dream, good on Friday night again. Cold Chisel, not there, but has already performed, winning the Harness Million and, of course, the that, uh, Ashburton, vessem La Major. That's going to be a great race. The two-year-old fillies with Coastal Babe and Treacherous Love and a few other decent chances in that treacherous baby melody banner. You go to the Dominion, where favouritism's been sorted out now. Muscle Mountain. I tried to eke Matthew out of Greg Hope whether they'd consider coming off the unruly, but he wouldn't give me too much definitively. Although. He's going to uh, the trials on Wednesday. So if he starts in the field there, that might be interesting. That might be a line as to where they might go. So no doubt you'll be looking forward to that. How can the punters uh, make some money at Invercargill today? That's the third race, cracking contest. Betting sensation versus take it out. The money all for betting sensation, though.
7: Yeah, I think that's part of the uh, the factor of Blair Orange jumping aboard too, Gregory. with disrespect to Kirsten, but Blair does take... Quite a bit of market uh, market love when he does jump on one, and it's been 250 into even money, which uh, you'd think that she might be able to jump on the bunny over 1,700 around Ascot Park and and prove hard to beat. She's been well-backed. Race four, we've had another runner well-backed in the form of Darren, another one for Kirsten Green. Uh, 350 into 240. And in race number five as well is the best back runner of the day. Race number six, I think it might be. Uh, Nope, lost my... uh, What's computer screen? There we go. Uh, Lydia Desma in race number seven has been $12 into $8 again. Maybe the Blair factor, but uh, she's starting to get into a race where she may be competitive in.
0: Really appreciate your time this morning, uh, Matthew. Uh, looking forward to talking between now and Cup time. Uh, there'll be plenty to talk about. Thanks so much, mate.
7: Outstanding, yeah, Greg. And that market for the Cup will be open until, uh, until the barriers are on Wednesday.
0: Beautiful. Thanks so much for that. That's Matthew Peden. Big thank you to all of our guests on today, John Dickey, Amanda Telfer, for taking us through their Cup chances and, of course, Nathan Williamson, Kirsten Green and Paul Nen That's been Trot's Talk. I'll talk to you in seven days' time.